Before we get to our episode, Vinny and I wanted to take a minute to express our support for the ongoing protests worldwide. We believe in equality. We believe in an anti-racist society. We do not condone police brutality. And we believe in justice for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless others lost to systemic racism and police brutality. And we stand with the Black Lives Matter movement. Without Definite Aim has chosen to donate to the Black Lives Matter Foundation, and we encourage you to do the same. Thank you. This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. And welcome to another episode of Without Definite Aim. This is a podcast where we use a random topic generated to dictate the direction of our conversation. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Vinny. Oh, I didn't see you there. That was how that was how Vinny did the uh, introduction today. I'm your other host, Drew. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Good to be here. Oh, gosh. Oh, didn't see you. That's what that was. Oh, oh. <laughs> Fancy bumping into you right here. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's how I. F- f- that's how I feel. It's a warm summer evening. Yeah, and we both may or may not be recording in our boxers right now. I don't know. It's possible. Um, you know, I I may. We'll just leave it to your imagination. Yeah, we, we. You won't get to find out whether we're boxers or briefs, guys. You'll just have to. You'll just have to guess. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've discussed that before, but. We have, but at this point, if you haven't listened to that episode where we discussed what kind of undies we like, you'll just have to imagine it. You know, does Drew like to have everything tucked up close to his body? <laughs> and does Vinny like to have anything just hanging loose, airing freely in the wind of the summer breeze? Yeah, he likes a gust up there, or, or does he like to make sure that everything's compact and tight? You know, who knows? Yeah. We've established uh, that if we ever wore kilts, uh, that it's for the sole reason that you don't have to. Is that that's a rule, right? With kilts, you don't wear undies, right? Yeah, I feel like you don't. What What's the point of wearing a goddamn that's... kilt then? It's true. You want to have the breeze up there. Yeah. You want to enlighten people to I mean, your third leg. <laughs> There's definitely a point in my life. I think I'm getting closer to it, but I'm ready to embrace a kilt. It's <laughs> <laughs> when your balls hang too low. <laughs> just stop me if i wear a kilt with like i mean i already wear tevas gonna put it out there probably said it before but if i wear a kilted tevas that's when you I, I anybody can stop me and tell me to go back into the house and maybe think about what i'm doing okay i'm okay with that i'm okay to be stopped oh, and judged in that moment it's a it's i guess it's maybe it's less of a worry when you're wearing a kilt with tevas it's a kilt with crocs that's where it's kind of like uh, yeah, fucking Crocs, um, Jesus. All right, <laughs> this is the perfect time to get into our sponsor. Established in 1992 and based in Brisbane, Bentec is Australia's only manufacturer of the stainless steel tube. The company then takes the tube in various shapes and forms and manufactures grab rails, handrails, boat rails. Aye, aye, Captain and a range of other products for the aged care, disability, and transport markets. You can find all their great and amazing products at www.bentech.com.au. Bendy boys. Thank you, Bentech. Bendy boys. How you been, Vinny? I, haven't, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Pretty good. Yeah, you know, just hanging in just there. Slowly integrating back into society, uh, ma- heavily masked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty, I brush my teeth twice a day. I try to floss, you know, multiple times in the week, but there is a point in wearing a mask where you can smell your breath. And, and though I never think my breath smells disgusting. And I hope that if anybody, if my breath does smell disgusting, someone tells me and puts me in my place, it just gets swampy under a mask. Mm -hmm. When you wear it for a few hours, it's just not good. It's not, but you know what? To keep society safe, you got it. That's what you, you got to do. Deal you got to swamp it up. Yeah, I um, you gotta swamp it up. It, you know, it's weird. I 
I've been at home a lot because I've, you know, I've been working from home. And so I don't have a lot of reasons to be outside of the house. And even when I am, it's for pretty short periods. I was outside of the house for a couple hours in an establishment. <laughs> we went to, we went to Ikea yesterday. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- first of all, my ears, I, I had my mask on for maybe a, a straight like hour, hour and a half. And, oh, my, yeah. and my ears were just killing me. I don't know if you have that or if you have a good enough mask to where it doesn't tug on your ears. Um, but the other, the other thing too is like I sneezed a couple times with a mask on. That's kind of weird too. You're just like sneezing right into a mask. <laughs> I know it's funny to think about all these scenarios we put in, and I, you know, what I always think back, to, think about is I think about, well, what about all, uh, everybody that works in like the healthcare, nursing, doctor system, and how much, how long they're wearing masks for? I mean, may hopefully they have a more comfy mask than we do. I mean, mine's probably made of undies or something, but um, <laughs> boxers but, or brief um, material. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, look, it's what we have to do. I, I, I complain about like smelling swampy breath in my mask for. I feel like the longest period of time. I'd probably have had it on for like about a five-hour stretch, and it's like getting in your car and taking it off. Uh, it's like on a hot day when you haven't had a drink for a while. That's what it feels like when you have that mm. cold drink and you feel it entering your body. That's what taking your mask off after a few hours feels like. Feels great. Yeah, it must, it must be, I, I obviously have never felt this sensation, but it must be like taking a, a bra off after a long day. Like I feel, I feel like my, I, I know my girlfriend looks forward, Haley looks forward to like getting to take her bra off at the end of the day, you know, like, and just, you know, let them out of boob jail. Um, but uh <laughs> I, I feel like it would. It's kind of like the same sensation of just like, ah, oh, like taking off your mask at the end of the day. Boob jail. Boob jail. We all know prison, particularly in America, it's a fucked system. But hey, who wants to take a trip to boob jail? I think literally every dude wants to go to boob jail, whatever that means. Well, there's some ass guys out there. They might want to go to ass jail, but yeah, I, I feel like sure. ass jail's not. not it's a little dirtier. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, wife said the same thing about about the uh, the Mars situation. It's like great. So now I feel like a giant prick for you know saying how. I mean, I'm not complaining about the Mars thing. It's what we do to keep everybody safe, and I'm fine with that. But yeah, the fact that women deal with a bra and that's how they're likening it to. I'm like. God. Plus, on top of like periods and pregnancy, I'm like, great. So I have nothing to complain of. I'll shut the fuck up now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll just put my mask back on. Oh man. Should we get to? Uh, True. Should we get to our our um, podcast? It's probably like, about time. Like our our actual like the point of the podcast. Yeah, not talking about broad broad boob jail. Boob, boob jail. jail yeah yeah all right so i think i have the random topic generator so i'm gonna i'm gonna press the button here it's gonna spit out a random topic and we're gonna talk about it are you ready i'm ready all right here we go what's the worst thing about your gender i mean after talking about boob jail i'm gonna say nothing <laughs> Oh man, isn't that isn't that funny? Like, like we were just talking about like how you and I are just gonna have to like shut up and like you know like after talking about, like after hearing about you know how terrible periods are and boob jail and the question pops up. Well, anybody, What's the worst I mean, thing about your about before? Anybody that's been in a committed relationship who has a significant other who has seen them go through a period. I mean. Between like cramps and then bleeding and having to put something in your vagina or near it to soak up, you know, things. I mean, that's not nice. No, I it's mean, not. I see it and I'm like, ugh. 
Like that's shitty that you have to deal with that. Yeah. You know, on top of all the other nonsense that women deal with in society, you know, that relates to sexism and other things, which I feel like we're slowly getting to a better place, but it's still not where it should be. But, um, the worst thing, I mean, uh, is there a worse thing as a man? I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Um, I don't know. I, do you, I don't I, really think as a whole. What were you saying? I don't know. I, I was just going to be. I, I, I'm trying to think of something that like dudes. Like dudes go through exclusively that that women don't. Because I'm thinking about like, okay, you know, ball sweat is not fun. Like gooch, gooch sweat. But I'm sure, you know, I'm sure women get get sweat down there just as much as men do well i feel like they get sweat around their like boobs and stuff too yeah yeah you know where wearing a wearing a bra and stuff i mean that's not fun so okay <laughs> so true's like okay retracting the ball sweat yeah, comment yeah. oh man um i mean dealing with boners kind of sucks sometimes right like <laughs> feel like we've kind of had this conversation but that's like a pretty exclusive to dudes you know like it's gonna put it out there this is the most sexist drew and i will ever be yeah totally <laughs> but have, I, I feel you're like you're bleeding it, from your vagina for a week and we get bonus <laughs> oh sorry i know i feel like this this podcast needs a disclaimer at the beginning like uh, it, by no means are, are drew and Vinny saying that m- Men have a harder time than women. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I remember, you know, I don't remember, my, I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't tell you my first boner, but I do remember getting a boner. I mean, look, to talk, I mean, I don't want anybody to think this weird. You get boners through every stage of life, and mm-hmm. I can attest to this because I have two little boys, and I've said stuff about it on the cop post where they talk about how, like, uh, why is my penis pointy? Uh, and having to describe that to a four-year-old, why is it pointy? Because blood rushes to it. Yeah, to they're it. like, wait, why am I bleeding like, in my penis? What? <laughs> yeah. There's just really no way to like, I'm like, I just say it happens sometimes. <laughs> That's all you can do, right? But uh, my, earliest mem- my earliest memory of a boner was definitely in elementary or primary school in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in a classroom at a desk and it was just, it was just saluting, just saying g'day. And I was like, this is awkward. You know, how long do I have to sit here before it goes down? Why are you poking right now? Why are you sticking out? For what reason do you have to say hello to the world right now? Yeah. And the, the, your little penis is like, oh, I just wanted to come say g'day. You know, just just popping up and for a for a little uh a little midday hello. Is that is that too much to ask? Um yeah, that and I feel like that's that's something that like I don't know. I I won't, I won't say most women, but I would say some women like just don't uh, I I should say it like this. Okay, there's there's plenty of things being in a in a committed relationship for a long time that you learn about the other sex that you you just didn't learn about in school and so like i feel like women don't sometimes don't know that like boners don't happen like happen randomly like i think they always just associate it with like sexual excitement and when you're Mm. when you're going through puberty or in Vinny's case i think he went through puberty when he was six um I'm just kidding. But like growing up as a male, just like randomly, it'll it'll just happen. And you'll have no control over it. And you will want it to go away, but you can't make it go away. And you just got to wait it out. It's true. Well, I remember one of the first time, like when they were much younger, my boys and Jen was changing one of their diapers and one of them had a boner. And she's like, is this normal? And I was like, it's not, not normal. I mean, I'm not an expert on like child boners. <laughs> yeah, boners, but um, I guess, uh, you know, I don't have a recollection of when I was like, you know, one wearing a diaper 
and I had a stiffy, you know, I don't have a recollection (laughs) of that. Have I ever told the story about how uh, I remember, this is at the same school I was at too, in elementary, there was a kid who got a boner on the playground when we were playing tag, and he wasn't, he wasn't the person who was uh, um, chasing after everybody, you know, when you're playing tag. But the instant he got the boner, someone saw it. Everybody started running away from him, and he just oh, cried. Oh no! And that I, poor I feel kid. terrible. Yeah, I know. He got the stiffy on the playground. It was just sticking out. It was obvious, you know. And everybody was just like, "Oh, you got a stiffy!" <laughs> and we just started running away from him. And it's terrible. I mean, kids are mean to each other. They're terrible. But that—that's one of those memories always stay with me. Where he got a stiffy, and we ran away from him. And he cried. Poor, poor Jimmy, just trying to have fun on on the playground playing tag. Hey, Jimmy, and... if you're out there, you listen to this, buddy. I'm sorry, I ran away from you. You know, it seemed like the thing to do. I know I was a sheep in the moment. Everyone I else ran was with doing everybody it. Else, because <laughs> everybody else was doing it. I ran away because I was like, "What? He's got a stiffy? No, what?" <laughs> yeah, so that's like chief among the. Ah, man, I, I, I really, I can't not... complain. I really can't. Yeah. I can't as a male. I, there's not when, like I said, when you were in a committed relationship and you see the shit that women deal with, whether it's sexism in general or, you know, periods, you know, having gone through a wife who's given birth multiple times, I don't have a whole lot to complain with, you know, you know, I don't, I really don't, you know, I could say stuff, but I feel like. I would cringe at saying the things that I would say because I don't think it's relevant. Like, that's how unrelevant I think it is. Well, let's just... Okay, so what part of what part of being a dude bothers you, though? I don't... Th- I think we can have this conversation, right? And and still acknowledge that women have it way worse than, than men. Isn't that okay? No? You, yeah, no, you, I think you, that's okay. Like, what... What was... Sorry, what... I'm trying to think. What did you say? And just like like what 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 is what bothers you about being a dude like what on like I don't know is it everyday things is it again like I said without diminishing the fact that women definitely have it harder like like we've we've established that but like are there things day to day as a dude that you um. I mean, I, this isn't so. I guess this isn't so much as me as it is as like the structure of families. But I don't like, you know, because I think any male or female or any you know gender, however you identify, should be looked to in that matter. But to think that so many people in society and even religions put so much weight on the role of a male in a household or in a family. You know, and I'm not saying that as like a pressure, like I feel so much weight that I have to provide for my family. But the fact that still the constructs of society put so much weight on that still, I think is just garbage that, you know, anybody in society or in a family, whatever structure your, your, your made, your family is made up of, um, you know, and I'm not saying that I feel that personally, but I hate that it's still looked to like that. I feel like for, yeah. the, for the most part. No, it's a good it's a good point because I think that is it's definitely like a societal issue for sure, um, but uh, you know I, I, I we it's happened a couple times where Haley and I is like out on, we're out on a walk or something like that, and you know we see like a dad walking with his toddler or something like that or hanging out with his kid and we go oh that's so cute it's a dad and his child and. I, I think a lot of society feels that way, but if if it were a mom and his and her her child out, you probably wouldn't think it's cute. You you kind of think it's like, oh, you know, it's just a mom and, and a child. She's doing her thing. So like, I think it is kind of like that societal like dudes are still expected to be in the workplace while women are expected to be the caregiver. Um, you know, in, in in a family. And so, yeah, I, I do think like, I, I, I don't think this is like you said, it's more of like a societal expectation, but that's something that I'm going to try to, you know, make sure when, when, you know, when we start having kids and like, 
you know, it shouldn't shouldn't always be on the the mom to to do certain things when when I think most of society views it as as such. And I'll be I'll be honest, like all respect you to Jen, like I've often thought about, oh, you know, how would it be to be a stay at home dad? But like the levels of stress that I get to dealing with my kids sometimes just with stupid little things and the fact that she deals with it and is an absolute champ. I love her to death. Uh, kudos to her because there's things that she does at, at, at the time that she spends with the kids that she's a complete magician for dealing with it. And I don't know how she does. But she definitely doesn't get as much like uh, respect for it as she deserves because, and even from the kids, you know, a kid is just like, oh, it's just mom. That's what she's doing for me. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do stuff for the kids sometimes and I'm like, how do you, well, I think to myself, like, how does she deal with it day in, day out? You know, it, you don't think about it. Like, we complain about going to work sometimes, but work. Sometimes is even though work can be stressful, work is sometimes a stress relief for me just because I don't know. It's weird how I never really felt like I was stressed about a lot of things until I had kids and they do little things and I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, I I agree. Like 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 you said, like well I, I wouldn't know because I don't have any kids, but you know, I I definitely get how work can be both a stressor and a stress relief, you know, because just like, okay, I can get out of the house and focus on something other than my kids. I, we were, <clears throat> Haley and I were just watching her niece and nephew. We had them for just one, just one weekend. And literally everything that we did centered around the kids, like, ev- like everything. And that was, you know, that was birth control right there for me. I was like, okay, I'm not ready. For, I'm not ready for this. I'm still, I'm still selfish. <laughs> I still want to do my own thing, you know? That's one, you, that's one thing you never think about as like, you know, as a couple, you love each other. You're like, oh yeah, you know, like, I mean, you, you've talked about it. You guys aren't even married. And like, it's funny. I think when you know a relationship, is that real? That like, even before Jen and I were married, we always talked about like having kids and, you know, you talk it's like it's kind of cutesy. You talk about oh, we like these names, and oh, wouldn't this be great? Yeah. And like the life that you, the life that you want to live and have. But uh, it's true. You don't think about that. Like your day when you have kids is the majority of it. When I wake up in the morning, I mean, it's like got to feed the kids. <laughs> you know, yeah. what do you do through like entertaining them? At least at this point in my life, because my oldest one is uh, six, so you still have to. And she's probably the best at entertaining herself but even she still wants to be entertained sometimes and you can't just dump them in front of the tv you know you have to do other things you have to think about things that uh, may be a little bit more stimulating or getting them outside for a bit but it's crazy that's one thing that at least i mean maybe drew has contemplated it more than i ever did but yeah i never thought of that like shit this is going to be my whole day when i'm at home yeah, I, I don't think you do, right? Like, I, I, that's when that's why people say, like, you're never ready to have kids is because, like, I think everyone just kind of assumes, like, oh, this is what we do. We have kids. Oh, and then, like, all of a sudden, the second you have kids for the next 18 years, you know, like, the majority of your day is making sure that, that, that your kids are okay, you know? <laughs> Oh, just that's daunting to me. I still want to play video games and stuff, you know, like what's funny. I mean, we do too, right? Like quarantine animal crossing came out and Jen and I have both been into playing it, but the moment you play it too long in part of their day, they judge you on it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. They're They're like, like, you, you played for 35 minutes. Yeah. Why do why do you get to play now? And you said, no, I can't. And it's like, what do you say to them? It's like, yeah, you're fucking right. I shouldn't be playing. Like, why should I be playing when it's when yeah. you should be? You've got just as much right to play. And it's like, oh, we'll play later. And then when you don't play later, they're like, I didn't get to play. And it's like, oh, I'm a shit person. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> That's when you whip out the phrase, well, you know what? When you're an adult, you'll get to do whatever you want to. <laughs> did you ever get? Did you ever get that from your parents? Like, why do you get to do that? You know, because every kid does that, right? They, they're like, well, 
you know, if you get to do it, I should get to do it. Did you ever, did your parents ever slap that phrase on you? I'm sure they did. Well, when you're older, yeah. I'm sure they did. When you're older, you can do what you want to. Like, okay. The one thing I remember, I don't know why, but the one thing I remember telling my dad probably more than anybody when I lived with him for a little bit was like, you can't hit, you can't hit me now. And they're like, why? When I, cause you know, I get spanked for stuff and they'd be like, I was like, cause it's against the law. And they're like, is it? And, and I'm like, yeah, people <laughs> call the police for this kind of stuff now. And they're like, do they? <laughs> just judging me. They're like, they just like called your bluff. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, you're not as hard as you think you are. oh man i'm not looking forward to it oh i am i i i I am very excited to be a parent but i know that it's a lot of work i've told so many people just based off of fucking two days you know i tell so many people though like so many couples that are younger and like they just have kids and i'm like just like jen and i didn't wait until she was in a late, late 20s, and I was in my, like, early 30s, and that's when we had kids. You know, we had a lot of time to be a couple and do things together and travel, you know, um, and enjoy each other. But, you know, we don't get a lot of that now, and I don't regret it. I mean, it's it's what your life becomes, and it's what you commit to when you have kids. It's what you commit to when you have a little good, you know, intimate time, and you know however much longer uh she doesn't get a period and she goes she takes a she pees on a stick and the color changes and she shoves the stick in your face after she peed on it and you're like i did you just piss on that (laughs) (laughs) and then your whole life flashes before your eyes it's true oh Sure. I feel like you and Jen are good at good at you know doing your date nights though. I I mean I'm not putting this on family or anything, but we don't do a whole lot. Of, we really don't have a lot of date nights. Our date nights are when the kids go to bed. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, you haven't um, you haven't had your babysitter in a few months. It's true. Usually my uh, my mum helps us out with that but yeah she's you know is she still in australia she's still in australia oh damn a little extended vacay for her <laughs> i mean she actually jen uh brought it up today that this was the day she was meant to come back but oh was it okay i yeah. thought she was supposed to come back earlier but i guess not no yeah, it was. I guess it was today. I didn't. I didn't realize that. But yeah, it's kind of crazy, what COVID and then everything else that's going on has changed plans for everybody. Yeah, yeah. What, so that's no, crazy. You, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say another another thing that I think with with uh, at least for me, like being male, the whole expectation of of having to be kind of macho and strong. You know, um, I think that's kind of a bummer. And again, it's one of those like societal things, but like dudes aren't ever allowed to show emotion. You know, you're supposed to be strong and stone faced. And you know what? Sometimes I just need, I just want to cry. I just want to cry sometimes. Okay. And that's okay. I agree. Yeah. I think that's fair. You know, I, I do agree with that, that that's, that's one thing. I mean, I think like, like I said, in the scheme of everything, like what men have to deal with is obviously very small, but yeah, I would say that that's, that's fair. And that's, that's something that's cool about having two boys is that we raise them in a family where we encourage them if they want to be emotional, that that's okay. And that you can, you can be that way. And you, you know, you can feel whatever feelings you need to feel. Um, and we raise them very lovingly. And then anytime, you know, someone does something bad to someone else that they have to give them a hug and a kiss and apologize, you know, that have to be hmm. uh, macho about it. But yeah, I think, I think we're getting to a point in society where that's, I think we see it. Like, I think being a guy and, and, and like being emotional is slowly becoming more 
uh, you know, accepted and open, but like a lot of things, I mean, it's not all the way there. There's still a lot of culture that, that, uh, frowns upon that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it just gets bottled into like anger, you know, like growing up, you know, because you're not supposed to cry as a dude, you know, it just gets bottled it, it but it's okay to get angry for dudes you know like for for boys and stuff i mean not okay but it's more acceptable so i remember just being angry a lot growing up you know like oh i'm so angry well and it's funny that you say that because i like of my two boys i see one of them naturally become angry when they're emotional i don't know if that's just everybody or that's you know one of them as a person but uh, one of them particularly, when he gets emotional, he definitely gets more like you can see the anger in his face. But we always try to like, you know, let him release it naturally in like a kind of a peaceful way, and and tell him that it's okay to be angry and emotional. Yeah. Y- yep, and just to like diffuse those emotions when you can it's okay to feel them but you can feel them for a short time yeah i've i get that i don't know about you but i feel like at least with the older i've got there's so many more times and and i don't think it affected me so much i mean i don't know to say that i was like a cold-blooded killer as like a teenager but at least now you know in my late 30s seeing there's so many more times in like movies now or tv shows that affect me emotionally where I, I don't like outrightly cry, but I can feel it. You know, I can yeah. feel it. Like, the, well, I think the last time was when we watched um, Onward. Mm. You know, when um, the younger brother. I definitely felt that. Oh, man. Yeah. When the younger brother lets the, the older brother have that memory because the older brother's, I mean, I'm spoiler alert. Uh, the older brother has been the father figure to the younger one and he realizes that, you know, towards yeah. the end of the movie uh, and just letting him letting the older brother have that last moments with his dad. I, I was just like, Jesus. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I don't know if that was like, I, cause Haley, we, we watched that together and she wasn't like particularly like she, that was her critique of the movie. Like she was like, Oh, that movie didn't make me feel anything. Like Pixar usually makes you feel, have those feels, you know? And I was like, Oh man, maybe it's just like a, like, I don't know. Maybe it, you know it's that father son relationship that that it, that they really hit on. That yeah, maybe that was maybe it was I don't know. T- maybe that was yeah. the 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 heartstring tugger for men. I don't know, but I felt like oh, my man, wife. But I felt that for sure. Right. It was such a sweet sentiment to see a big brother as a father figure, and it was sad that it took him so long to realize it. But it was such an ultimate payoff. I felt mm-hmm. like I loved that. It was a, it was a great movie. Shout out, yeah, shout out! Highly recommended. Shout out to Pixar. You know how, what was that like? Half a month into their release, at a theatric release, and they were like, "You know what? This quarantine is fucked. Let's just put it on our streaming service, so anybody yeah. that has it can just have it." That was a. That's a. Yeah, that was pretty nice. I mean, as macho as you can be, that was a macho move. That was. That was. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, even even with all the stuff like going on right now, you know, I've wanted to, I've teared up a couple times just because I, you know, it's it's an emotional time in America and stuff, and you know, I'm starting to just like, um, just just trying to practice empathy a little bit more, and you know, when you do that and you put yourself in in other people's shoes, you know, it's it's emotional, especially if you know. And I don't mean to get too political and stuff, but as a, as a, you know, a white male, there is, at least in the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling kind of these emotions of like, I think guilt is the wrong word because I, it, it's, you know, I, I don't know if it's guilt or just, just emotional because I, I don't, you know, I haven't thought about those things and that's part of my white privilege, you know, but, um, a lot of those emotions have, have kind of 
started to surface in the last couple weeks just it's it's been a very like emotionally charged time and you keep hearing it but we're totally living through history right now you know this is this is going to be in history books in 10 15 years it's emotional yeah i've i've definitely felt the emotion the thing that's i know that this police brutality has existed but to see how much of it is getting captured on camera which is both sad but amazing at the same time because i mean it's sad that it's come to this point where we that we have to deal with everything that we're dealing with and that you know african americans and black people are dealing with but to see how much it's captured and how much real realer it's made it i mean it's sad that it's come to this point but that's i i i honestly felt more than anything like how angry it's made me you know i've been emotional mm-hmm. but it's definitely made me angry seeing some of the thing that's happened when when protests have been peaceful and just the the fucking nonsense that's going on it's just uh, yeah you know ridiculous yeah it is yeah it's crazy but i'm i'm trying to embrace those emotions as a man and be okay with them you know well, I'll never judge you if you want to cry on my shoulder. Or, hey, you know, I, I know that I, I know that I know that I have a shoulder to cry on right there and I'll be damned that's one of the most comfortable shoulders around. <laughs> I'm gonna let you cry in my uh boob prison actually is where you get to cry. Oh your boob jail. Oh boob geez. jail, yeah, boob jail. Yeah. Your sexy A cups. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I embrace oh, I embrace my dad, bud, okay? I know you do. I'm Listen, I know I'm on my way to a nice dad bod because I can tell you that I don't um <laughs> I, I like snacking a lot right now and I know that once that, you know, young, you know, mid 20s metabolism goes out the window, I'm headed straight there. I felt it's pretty right. good about not putting a lot of weight during quarantine until I tried on a pair of shorts today. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's real. Oh, no. I don't think I put on a lot of weight. I really don't. But I obviously put on enough that I put on a pair of shorts that I usually, you know, put on pretty comfortably. And I was like, yep, going to regret putting these That's on. That's a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you think? Uh, do you think it's time for uh, how much? The question is true. Do you think you're ready for my how much, <laughs> dude? I'm always ready. I'm I'm ready for anything at this point. I need to be ready for anything because I I never know what's about to come around the corner with this segment. All right, I'm ready. All right, this is how much with your host, Vinny Bornin. All right, let's get ready. What you got it. for me? How much to take your shirt off in the skincare aisle of a store and start slathering your nipples with sample moisturizer? <laughs> sample mo- moisturizer, Yeah, huh? you know, in stores, they got the little sample moisturizers. Yeah, the one that says try me on it that has the try me stickers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... As with a lot of the how muches, I want you to make this convincing that this is what you need to do, right? Like, you had the intention of coming into the store, taking off your shirt, and just rubbing, just lathering, just just massaging, caking your nipples yeah. in this sample moisture. Like, I feel like you got to, like, oh my squirt God. on one hand and kind of, like, to the center, and then with the other part of the hand... You know, with the thumb and the the top part of your fingers, squeeze under the other hand. So you got two good squirts on each palm, and then you just start like just moisturizing those nips. Is there is there a time limit for like how long you no. need to be doing this? Is it just until your nipples are moist, or like what's the deal? I mean, I mean, it would be a little bit weird putting your shirt back on if you hadn't like moisturized the moisturizer into your skin. You know, if you just put it on, did it for like a second, and it was just like, I mean, you, your whole pectorials oh would be covered in moisturizer. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need more money than you might think to do this. I mean, I'm not surprised with you when you say that. To be honest, I just, I because here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, of course, 
because this is the exercise that we do each week. I feel like I need to analyze the exact situation, but I feel like I'm getting kicked out of the store. You know, that's like public indecency. I could be arrested. Well, no, I think that's a bit extreme. I'll, I'll be honest. Like if as someone who's worked retail a lot, if I saw someone doing that, I would give them the opportunity to put their shirt back on. I was like, look, dude, I get it. Some people's nips are dry. Okay. This is what I'm going to say to you as an employee. Hey man. I get it. Hey man, look, you do you. If you, maybe your nips are dry, that's fine, but you got to put your shirt back on, buddy. Otherwise you're going to have to leave the store. That's what I'm going to say to you as an employee of the store. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and just say, Hey, you know what? Some people like to get the sample on their hands. You obviously need it on your nips and that's all right. Okay. <laughs> but put your goddamn shirt back on. Put your goddamn shirt back on. You could probably get on a webcam and have someone pay you to watch you lather your nipples. <laughs> yeah, slather your nipples with moisturizer. Yeah. And you're trying to do it for free. What are you doing? Make the most of this. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Okay, really quickly, before we get to like your <clears throat> the how much, because I'm thinking of a number. I think, I, I think I've got it. But I want to hear really quickly. I want to hear... The, the craziest retail story like that situation like that type of situation for you like craziest customer situation you've had to deal with uh, i mean i don't know if it's directly related to a customer i have found i worked on a i worked in a supermarket in australia a supermarket chain called coles we found like some fucking I think they were like ecstasy tablets or some shit on the shelf after like a night. We were at 24 hours. I know. <sighs> were we a 24 hour? Yeah, we were a 24 hour supermarket. We were 24 hour calls. And uh, we found some drugs on the shelf one night because we were like out of city limits. So we would get still get a lot of customers from like the downtown area that would come in late night, you know, buying random fucking shit, you know, getting getting their snack on. I don't know that directly related to a customer, but that was pretty fucking wild i was like this looks like some illegal drug i'm not an expert on illegal drugs if you can already tell <laughs> but <laughs> that was kind of a weird scenario for me i would say i mean i've definitely had some wacky yeah. customers but i had but no shirt off nipple lotion scenarios. no i had one job in australia and it was my last day and they were threatening to get a tv show like an expose tv show to come to our establishment and expose us for ripping people off when it wasn't the scenario at all. They just didn't choose to interpret it like that. The show, I don't know if they have the show oh, here. No. The show in Australia is quite a current affair. And like, it's, who knows how much of it is fucking fake, but they're the kind of show that like get a, get a hot story on a business and they go to, they, you know, they, they go to the business and like confront them about like ripping someone off or, something else happened in any scenario, but they're just basically there to confront people about wild stories. And this customer threatened. That was pretty gnarly, particularly to deal with on your last day as an employee. Right. Hey, at least, at least, you know, last day you could just tell them to fuck right off. Yeah. I mean, it went above me at the time, you know, I was like a assistant right. floor leader or something, you know, I was kind of like a assistant manager type role. And it ended up going like way above me anyway, but yeah. Okay. So are you ready for how much I would, it would take me to do that? Yeah. Or did you have a wild story that you needed to tell? No, I don't have any crazy retail stories. I haven't, I mean, I haven't worked that long. So nothing in like um, Jumbo Juice or in, in retail. No, not really. I mean, not really. I, I, I guess it was a cool situation, but we had, um, we had magic Johnson come, come into our Jamba juice. What the fuck? Yeah. I know random, like a random Jamba juice in Carlsbad, right? Yeah. Magic Johnson came in. So that, I bet that's not like crazy. I don't, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say I've really had any crazy situations happen ever. So San Diego is fucking weird like that, right? Yeah, I feel like I feel like you'll just like all of a sudden. I've met like multiple football players in that Jamba Juice too. I I don't know why. We when I worked at Whole Foods in La Jolla, which is an area of San Diego, uh, 
we used to get a lot of celebrities in there. Lead singer of Blink-102 would come out in there all the time. Just fucking have lunch. Nice. Uh, there was a few players uh, for the Chargers at the time that would come in there and everybody would flip out. And I'm like, I don't fucking know who this is. Uh, but <laughs> that was a big deal. Um, but yeah, San Diego is weird like that. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like a big country town in a lot of ways. Like it wants to be a bigger city than it is, even though it is a pretty big city. But every now and again, yeah. just random celebs just like to pop up. It's like seeing a Pokemon yeah. in the wild. <laughs> I've caught a wild Magic Johnson. <laughs> a wild Magic Johnson. Be careful. Appeared. Yeah, wild Magic Johnson. Be careful, you might get AIDS. Oh my god. <laughs> that I mean, it's I mean, it's a it's a pretty well known fact that he lives with. Uh, I think is it AIDS? I don't know. He might have stopped it at HIV. Anyways, um, be careful, you might. I get would. AIDS. <laughs> I uh I would I think I would need like I I'm going to say a thousand you might be able to talk me into 750. Okay. So to take but I, your I, shirt, I, I go just to the saw, skincare aisle. Yeah. Find some sample moisturizer. Listen, it's a, that's a sent Yeah. It's a sensual off. movement, you know. It's, it's very sensual. I definitely want you to throw your head back a little bit and like close your eyes in like a tiny, <laughs> you know, that instant, that first touch of like palm to nipple where the moisturizer just hits the nips. I definitely want some head thrown back there. Just like, just a little, uh, maybe a little just like, moan. Yeah. Just like at like, you know, 0. 0.5 of like an orgasm. Just like, oh, just like instant <laughs> touch. Just like, you know, moisturizer, yeah. just okay. that cold store moisturizer to nip sensation. If you're if you're needing that, then I need a thousand for sure. Yep, that Fuck. pushes me to. A I thousand. know you would fucking do it for seven fifty. Fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe that's one of those like for the story ones, you know. For me, how much? How much would, would, what, yeah. what would old fucking Vincenzo need? Uh, you know, I've got a bit of hair on my back. I don't know how comfortable I feel with my like you know dad bod, but. I would say 500 to 750, I would say. Yeah, of course he's going to be lower than me. He's always got to be lower than me. It's only happened <laughs> once where you've needed more money, and I don't even remember which one. But <laughs> Hey, send us a, a DM if you think that How Much should be its own podcast and Drew and I are going to make it ha- Drew and I are going to make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Yeah, we, we, you can just like you can assume that everything that Vinny comes up with, uh, he'll do for less money than Drew. That's the slogan of the podcast. Maybe the podcast will be uh, that I will start the podcast by asking Drew how much, and then I will find random people to ask. I mean, it's not really the appropriate time to ask strangers about how much to lather their nipples <laughs> with moisturizer in a supermarket, but. Because of social distancing and wearing a mask, it's going to be a little bit awkward. But when the time comes that we have conquered COVID, which is probably going to be a fucking long off time, uh, who knows? Maybe (laughs) it'll happen. I'm in. I'm down. Let's do random interviews in the streets. (laughs) All right. That was How Much with your host, Vincenzo. That's me. Good job, buddy. Never, you never cease to amaze me with your, with your how much is. You know what's funny that that specific topic I came up with like during quarantine. Like it's a new one. I have older ones that go back to mm. like, God, who knows fucking when that I haven't even got to yet. But I just felt like that was funny. <laughs> I feel like you have like a good forty or fifty written out at this point. No, I don't have that many. I would say closer to twenty, but. Hey, that's enough. That's enough for me. That'll that'll last that'll last our whole podcast, I think. Just the the whole life of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I keep writing them. I mean, who knows how the fuck I my mind do. works. I every time I think of something stupid or weird, I, I write it down and that becomes a how much to do. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, everyone. Well, make sure to uh, catch us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also, uh, head to our social media sites. Uh, Instagram is at Without Definite Name Podcast. Twitter is at WDA Podcast. Uh, hit us up there if you want to hear us talk about anything in particular. Um, and you can also email us if you want. Uh, it's Without Definite Name at Gmail. So if you want to get in touch with us, those are your avenues. And you know Please what? Please do so. We're a small enough podcast. It's not like we're inundated with fan mail. We, Drew and I will get back to you. We want that interaction. We want it. So if you're a listener, you know, you've never spoke to us, you listen to us, we want to hear from you. You know, spend some time. You know, you don't, I, I, don't, I want you to write a review, but if you don't want to write a review, send us a message on Instagram. We'll reply. That's awesome. Give us a random topic. We want that. We want that interaction. We're not so big and famous that we're going to be like, fuck off. I don't have time for that. Yeah, you you uh you can rest assured that if you hit us up, we're gonna give you a well thought out response. <laughs> it may be a little snarky and on brand, but it's gonna be thought out, and you're gonna get you're gonna get the WDA response. We promise. I'll fucking take a selfie so you know that it's legit. Tell me your name. There you go. Tell me your name. With, I'll write on a yeah. piece of paper so you know it's not just a generic selfie. How about that? Perfect. To Billy Bob, thanks for thanks for writing us. Oh my us. god, I hope someone <laughs> listens to us. It's Billy Bob, I really do. Maybe I don't, but I do. Billy Bob just sounds like he's a Trump supporter, so you know I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's down. He's down in like Alabama. He's like, I, I'm done tell you these WDA folks are some characters. They're a little too liberal, but hey, they give me good laughs. I don't know where I got the dang idea to slather my nipples with moisturizer, but I feel good about it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everyone. Hey, thank you for joining us on another episode of Without Definite Name. We will most definitely see you next week. And a uh, quick reminder, if you're, if you're out protesting, just be safe. And know that Without Definite Name is with you. Definitely. We, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.